Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Mark Selby, who is the CEO of Canada Nickel Corporation. They are a nickel sulfide exploration project in Canada. They went public last week and also came up with a resource statement which suggests that they are the 11th largest nickel sulfide resource in the world, quite large. Mark tells us that PDAC numbers are down this year with up to 30% of people not showing up. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, Mark. How are you, sir? Good to see you again, Matthew. Now, we spoke last week. You went public. How did that, how did that go? Uh, it's good. The, uh, the, the transfer agent mechanics in the background took a little while to get people's shares in their account. But uh, the nice thing is we did trade a bit and the stock was up 250% uh, on, on the first trading day. So uh, that's a, a great way to start. We'll see what happens. In, we'll see what happens today. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Now you're at PDAC, uh, about to go through three days of marketing, shaking hands, meeting people, et cetera, et cetera. Tell me, what's it, what's it like there? Because you know I've, I've heard various reports about uh, attendance levels. What's your sense of what's uh, going on there? Yeah, I know what's interesting, and again, it's, there's a lot less shaking hands and a lot more. Uh, bumping <laughs> elbows. True, true, true. So no, no, no. There's there really has been an impact. Um, uh, I know. I know. Um, one of the guys who came in from out of town. Yeah, he, he's staying at you know hotel in Toronto. He and he just asked them. You know, he's a consultant. He wanted to. You know, was was curious. And so yeah, they, they basically had about a third of the people not show up. You know, basically canceled the reservations. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, from a few weeks ago, and and there's a uh, there's I co-chair one of the larger introductory sessions at the at, you know the conference that's held in in the big room and i would say yeah there's probably 20 25 less people uh, than there have been in, in past years uh for that session so um yeah no, it, there's you know, definitely definitely been an impact so clearly coronavirus people are nervous about traveling at the moment i think there's a lot of news going around okay so that's having an impact one of the speakers on the panel she works for one of the big banks and yeah they were basically uh, she did it remotely because they have a, uh, you know, only essential travel policy going right now. So, right, okay. Well, I'm I'm sure it's going to impact some people's ability to to, to do business or, or certainly catch up with you know whether be strategic partners, funders, whatever. But um, I guess we'll hear more of that as the week carries on. But look, let's get let's get down to business here. So we spoke to you last week. You went public. Well done. Two hundred fifty percent increase. But let's say let's see how that that goes this week. Um, you also uh, release some numbers around your resource. So tell us about that. Yeah, no, we were very happy. Again, we've been drilling since September. Um, and so the resource results were the you know 12th largest nickel sulfide resource globally. Uh, the, the, you know, the nice thing for that in terms of, you know, technically what's there is, you know, we've talked about this higher grade core showing up in the drilling. And the nice thing is from a resource perspective, uh, you know, there's a higher grade core running right through the middle of it. So, you know, again, you know, the, the, you know, you know, Dumont's the, the the closest comparison, and so this higher grade core, we've got 260 million tons out of 900. That's basically about 15 percent better than 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 Dumont. And then we've got some additional grade shells, um, and we've got about 100 million tons at, at 0.34. So again, you know, the, the the key thing with that higher grade core is that you know when you go you know to to get this you know into production eventually, you know, is that 
you, you might, you're, you know, if you're able to mine that material first, that means just a lot more cash flow right out of the gate. And that just, you know, just, just helps the economics and how, you know, helps, helps you, uh, helps you run the business. Well, yeah, for, for sure. So you, I guess you're going to have to work out, are you going to be able to mine that first? And you'll presumably be working on that over the next few weeks and months. But what, what is, I mean, and also some pretty big numbers out, right? So what does that actually mean? I mean, how, do, how should investors interpret that? What's the you know what, I, I hear the numbers but but so what what does it mean for me Yeah no the key thing again because a lot of mining companies just like add ounces or pounds you know for the sake of adding ounces and pounds yeah. Um, yeah. no for you know the, the, the key thing here and I, you know what I said the other day you know is is in, in the market today particularly is you see you know companies that have elephant scale projects that can attract you know major mining companies or attract you know downstream partners to come into it. So, you know, those, you know, a lot of companies in Colombia and Ecuador right now, you know, with copper and copper gold discoveries, um, you know, you know, being a nickel sulfide project of this scale, um, you know, I believe right now in the market we're in for EVs and the majors wanting to get exposure to battery metals, you know, you know, that kind of a scale deposit should get BHP's attention, should get tech's attention. Um, you know, if they want to get meaningful exposure to battery metals, nickel, and the quantity of cobalt that we have. But what 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 is what do you mean? You, you talked about elephant hunting before, but but where are you in the scale of things? G- give me a sense of like is it, is this like you know number one in the world or in the top one hundred? What? Yeah, yeah. Right now, depending on what, we're basically around the eleventh largest, and we've only explored that's off less than 20% of the structure that we have at Crawford. So, you know, we think we've got, you know, potential to make it larger. And again, where we're going to focus is on those areas where we've seen, you know, the higher grade, um, uh, you know, the higher grade. And so we're going to take the, 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 what we learned about where the high grade is at, at the one place we drilled off and see if we can find some more of it. You know, we've got some, some ideas in terms of where that may be sitting in the rest of the structure. Um, and so, you know, cause again, we added, uh, you know, the thing I'm, I'm also quite proud of is our team added that resource for about a dollar a ton. Um, you literally, um, you know, because the scale of most nickel sulfide deposits is quite small, you, you know, yes, they're high grade, but um, you don't find many tons for a lot of drilling. And for a lot of companies, they're spending literally almost a thousand dollars a ton to, oh, you know, to, to add to add resource and reserve. Is that an extreme example, or I mean, what was was the sort of average? Uh, no, no. I would say, like, I think in 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 the in in, in Western Australia, you're looking at hundreds of dollars per ton, you know, of 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 yeah, exploration costs to to uh, define uh, you know, resources. So again, because they're trying to find little small nickel lenses, um, um, you know, that might be today quite deep. So you're drilling again. You might be drilling 500 meter holes, 800 meter holes. You know, hoping to hit 10 meters of, of massive sulfide nickel, where we you know get to drill a 500 meter hole, you know 450 meters of it have assays that end up in a, in a resource model. Right. Okay. So that's going to give you a, again. It's it's we're all as investors, we're all going to be interested in at what point do you start being able to? And I know it's early days. But what point do you start being able to put some numbers or thoughts around the economics? Of this, so it, it, I'm hearing it's large. You're finding, in terms of the contained nickel sulfide, eleventh largest in the world. I mean, that's pretty good straight out of the gate. Um, you, it's cheap, but at what point does that start converting into meaningful numbers for us as uh, shareholders? Yeah, so that's the key. I mean, you know, what we wanted was a, again, we wanted to work this on an accelerated time frame, given our understanding of this type of deposits. And so, you know, this, this, you know, this resource and the results we have, you know, 
uh, are of the scale and, and against, um, you know, of the potential that we're going to move this, that resource right into PEA stage. I, I'm literally meeting today, um, you know, with, with one of the leading engineering firms, you know, to start scoping out uh, to kick off that work. And, and we'd look to kick that off in April and have a, you know, PEA done, uh, you know, for the fall uh, for this coming year, which again, we'd roll right into a feasibility study from there. So, you know, again, we, from six months from, from drilling, we're going to be able to start putting, you know, uh, you know, putting numbers around this, which is, you know, which okay. is very fast. Okay. And then and how quickly you, you took, you mentioned the feasibility study as well. I mean, clearly, but what's your time frame on that? Because that, I mean, people start, the more you do, the more notice people take. And when you say accelerated time frame, I'm interested in, do you mean it? Or is this a, the usual long drawn out process and you guys are. We're talking six years from now, hopefully not yeah. project because it's in construction. Yeah, no, we're looking to, um, you know, we'll have a, the feasibility study target would be the end of 2021. Um, right. And so, and then a two year build from there. So, you know, that, that's the time frame you know, we're going to be working towards. Well, you can get, you, you're suggesting there that you could get financed off the back of a feasibility study. Yeah. Yeah. Again, in the kind of market we're in now, in the market we're expecting for battery metals, um, when you have, you know, the head of BHP saying, you know, we need more future facing metals, we need more nickel and more cobalt, you know, you know, I, I think you know, when we get to that point, you know, we should be seeing the, the interest from, you know, the major mining companies and the, and the, the industry downstream players. Okay, that's pretty big. Pretty big statements. So you're saying end of 2021, you you could have a feasibility study, a feasibility study ready. You will have been having and would hope to conclude financing discussions around that point. Is what you're telling me? Okay, okay. And then there's a two two year build out. So you you when you say accelerated, you do mean accelerated, uh, and you're hoping to hit this cycle. But there's a lot of ifs and buts between now and then, obviously, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's guaranteed in in this space, but you know we you know. Again, my view is we're going to be hitting a nickel super cycle sometime in the mid in the mid 2020s, um, right. and so you know we, we want to make sure that we're as ready as possible um, to take advantage of that uh, that super cycle. Okay, and w when we talked previously, you talked about this kind of um, high, and I think you mentioned at the beginning of this high grade core, which you would look to focus on initially, just in terms of the ability to positively affect the the numbers out of the gate again is that what, what what do you know today about your ability to be able to do that um within the release and, and the presentation there's there's um a, a slide with a series of grade shells to show that you know how contiguous um that material is and again it starts up at surface so um you know we you know we won't know exactly how much we'll be able to pull in early but you know, based on the geometry of where it's sitting, you know, it looks, you know, quite promising, um, you know, um, on that basis. So, uh, and again, 98, you know, we've got 98 million tons of 0.34, you know, that's, you know, basically, uh, you know, eight, eight to 10 years of, of ore for a, a large, you know, that the kind of scale mill that we'd be looking at for, for this type of deposit. So. Okay, exciting times. Well, look, Mark, thanks, thanks for that update. I just, I just wanted to catch up on it because I'm always interested in. Well, I mentioned battery metals at the moment, and obviously, there's a one of the newest stories um, in the marketplace, and there's been a lot of debate, um, which you've helped stimulate actually with your education series, insight series. So I do appreciate that. Um, look, let us know, Mike. 
I might just call you at the end of this week and sort of see how how um, PDAC has turned out because obviously you know those sorts of numbers of non attendees is 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 huge and quite quite meaningful. Um, what do you think the wider impact is? Do you think it's going to be short term in terms of the whole coronavirus? Because obviously last week was a huge reset in the market. I mean, huge reset. Do you think that was always coming, or do you think that's coronavirus linked? Um, well, we needed a correction in the marketplace. I mean, I mean, so many stocks have just done you know this for you know a continuous period, and so we were mm. we were overdue for a correction. I think mm. the coronavirus you know has given people an excuse to to take some profit. Um, it is having an impact. I mean, you know, the Chinese PMI came out over the weekend, you know, and they were in the 25 and 28 range, you know, sort of the lowest ever recorded. So, you know, it is having a, you know, a physical impact today. And I think it will continue, you know, through this quarter as it kind of rolls around the globe. Um, you know, we, we will see that. But I think, you know, once, uh, you know, as long as we don't get some highly virulent um, oh, evolution of that, that, disease so it starts killing lots of people you know it's mm. basically a ba- really bad flu right now um mm. so you know i think you know so we'll have a quarter of, of or two of impact you know there'll be a lot of government stimulus particularly in china to help sort of restart the, the economy after that shock so uh you know again for it from a nickel perspective i think it you know pushes out you know the recovery i was looking for you know the summer fall it probably pushes it out you know another three to six months so maybe by the end of the year early next year we you know, will start to see you know prices come back at that point right and do you think this what are the other sort of i'm just interested because you know you, you you always have an opinion on these things is around um some of the smaller companies who are perhaps struggling for cash to attract cash who were struggling in terms of share price, et cetera, they've, they've, been, they've been hit pretty badly. Um, do you think there's going to be some joint venture activity, there's some takeovers, some M&A, some mergers, what I've, pharma and pharma? What are the, what's the impact of what's been going on recently? Because I, I, in the gold space, you've got producers producing cash, making money, losing a third, you know, 25% of their, their market cap like in a week. And you know, what's going on? It would be a good time for companies to, to make some acquisitions. And again, you do have a whole group of co- companies, both, you know, the major mining companies are announcing, you know, BHP had second largest dividend in its history, you know, recently. So, you know, they have the cash, you know, to make some moves, whether, you know, um, they'll be aggressive enough to take advantage of, of, of the sell-off in the market. You know, again, those are the times when you should be buying, but a lot of companies just don't have the you know, to step in there when, when, when the market's, market's falling. So, um, again, I would like to think that's going to happen. I think we we'll, might get one or two deals done, but we won't get, I don't think there'll be much activity. People will want to see the market bottom, see the market recover, you know, and at, at that point in time, you know, you know, start to, to step in and look at, uh, look at asset acquisitions at that time. Eventually, I'm I'm very keen to see what happens over the next couple of weeks, a month or so, because there's a there's a few companies I think we're on vapor before this happens. So uh, we shall see. Always good to have a nice spring clean, right, Mark? <laughs> thanks very much for your time today. I do appreciate that. Good luck with PDAC this week. Uh, I hope you don't catch anything. No, nope, thank you, sir. Yeah, there you go. The, the elbow. There you are. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.